We're coming to you a little bit earlier this week because of the nasty weather that's supposed to hit the New York area in the next couple of days. But rain or shine, Fordham football never stops. I am Alex Smith alongside Mike Watts. We're going to talk some X's and O's with Rams running backs coach Tim Zetz. We'll go inside the huddle with Carlton Kuntz and Ian Williams. But first up, let's welcome in Rams head coach Joe Moorhead. Coach, how are you? Doing great, guys. How you doing? Doing very well. So, Coach, first things first, a 36-32 victory over Holy Cross. How nice was it not to just get a win on the road, but to rebound from that Cincinnati loss? It was good. You know, we, we um, had an excellent week of preparation. And I thought, you know, we utilized our bye week very well in terms of giving the kids some rest and coupling that with uh, getting an advanced preparation and uh, some more some more practice on Holy Cross prior to, uh, you know, the uh, beginning of the traditional week. So it was great to get back in the win column, great to get the road win. Seems like we play every game on the road, so uh, we're getting used to it now. But I was very happy for the guys. I was very proud. Kids did a great job. The offense seemed to put up a lot of points this week, Coach, but it seemed like in the third quarter they were stalling a little bit, in part due to penalties. It seemed like that really stalled some drives. Is that a concern going forward for you and your coaching staff? Yeah, penalties are always a concern. Uh, you know, we talk about it on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, more so the ones that are, uh, you know, preventable, I guess you'd say, prior to the snap. You know, and the, and the big thing offensively is that we're a very good offense when we're able to stay ahead of the chains. And, the, you know, when we have uh, – you know, pre-snap penalties, illegal motions, illegal procedures, and things like that, and or or penalties like holdings that get you behind the sticks. Those are hard. Those are hard calls to make as a play caller, and they're hard plays to execute, and it gives the advantage to the defense. So I think when we when we stay ahead of the sticks and we can be unpredictable by down the distance, I think it gives us a good advantage. We play much better that way. Coach, I want to switch things up really fast and talk about the defense because your defense did a great job against Holy Cross starting quarterback Stephen Elder. And then the Crusaders turned to Ryan Lachlan, and he had a lot of success throwing and running the ball. What was he doing so effectively that, that you know, helped them out so much? You know, I think it was two things. You know, it was, it, he came in and gave him a change of pace, you know. Um, in the first half, they were doing a lot more, uh, you know, double-checking where they would call play, look over the sideline, and, you know, get into a you know the, what they felt was the best play against the look we were presenting, and then in the second half when the, when the Laughlin kid came in, you know they started going a lot more up tempo, a lot more just calling the play and running it, and he's a lot more of a dual threat uh, quarterback than Elder, where Elder's more of a pass guy and was pretty limited in the run game. This kid is obviously, you know, talented and able to do both, so I think that that presents some problems for us defensively. Elder had a lot of trouble throwing the ball downfield, but it seemed like Lachlan was locked in all game long trying to throw the ball to the outside, really to both sides, what exactly was the issue there where he was able to get the ball downfield as well as he did? Was that something where maybe the defense was pushed up to try and stop the run there? Yeah, I'd say it was a combination of things. You know, the first thing is I think those guys are two of the top receivers in the league, the Mastretta kid and the Fest kid, you know, two two excellent players. And, you know, we were playing man coverage, and, you know, they, they just liked, you know, some of the matchups that they had. That was some of the things. And, you know, some of them they picked up uh, – pressures and we were in some three deep three under coverage and they were able to find the hole in the zone and uh you know some of it was the tempo they were playing with so I'd say it was probably a combination of those three things now coach talking about that tempo the Crusaders were running a no huddle attack basically giving your team a taste of their own medicine <laughs> how much did that tempo affect the way that they were able to drive the ball down the field uh you know I think it it was something we prepared for and that they see when we go against ourselves but it, it was such a a divergent look from what they had seen in the, in the first half, and and you couple that with a kid who's doing different things and can run and, and can run the ball with the zone read stuff that they were doing. You know, I don't want to say it caught us off guard because you know we, we're we're prepared for it because that's the the type of system they run. But you know, uh, you know they they certainly did a good job making some adjustments uh, to give them credit. They did a good job in the second half. 
Fordham got a couple of big turnovers defensively. Ian Williams with an interception. Jake Rodriguez with an interception. Tell me, at the start of the year, it seemed like the team was having a lot of trouble winning the turnover battle, and now that's maybe coming a little bit easier for the team. How much does that affect how you play the game when you're able to win the turnover margin like you have in recent weeks? Uh, it's huge. It's something we've preached since day one that the, uh, you know, you look at the studies that they do, and I think it comes from the National Football League that they say that the biggest two determining factors in winning football games are turnover margins and explosive plays. And uh, you know, we we've shot up, uh, you know, the league rankings and the national rankings, you know, the past few weeks in turnover margin, and uh, you know, we haven't been turning it over offensively. We've been getting them on defense. You know, we've been creating some explosive plays and limiting them defensively. So, you know, those are things that we talk about every week. Now, Coach, it, it's late in the game, and you find yourselves down 32-29, to 29, and Ryan Higgins marches the team down the field, including a huge complete, completion on fourth down and three to Brian Wetzel. How impressive of a drive was that to you? And take us through what you saw on that fourth and three play. Uh, it was very impressive. And, uh, you know, Ryan's confidence level was at an all-time high, and deservedly so. Uh, you know, with the numbers that he had in the game, that he, that he, how well he performed, and you know, after the the second to last touchdown drive, he came over on the sideline and said, "I put the game on my back, and you know, I'll win it." And that was you know, that's what you want out of a senior quarterback, particularly one who's playing at his level. But on that last play, it was fourth and three, and we just decided we were going to go for it. And uh, you know, we got him into a, uh, we saw man to man, and we and we checked into a play to get Brian Wetzel isolated on on one of their defensive backs, and uh, we felt that Brian could win that one on one matchup. The line did a great job protecting, and you know. It was really a tight window throw. It was, it was well contested. It was well covered. Brian just found a way to make the play. And continuing on that thread, Ryan Higgins, the past, I think it was the four last four games, he's put up over 1,300 yards passing. He's put up five touchdowns. More importantly, no interceptions. And what's the progression for him as, as he's gone through this season? And how has that made this team more effective offensively? Beyond the obvious, not turning the ball over helps the team avoid you know a negative turnover margin uh, I think you know ever since Michael Niebrick went down you know it, it was you know going to be incumbent upon Ryan that we're going to have to put more, a lot more of the, he was going to have to shoulder a lot more of the offensive load and uh and I think what's even made it more impressive that this is just year one year one of this offensive system so he, he's really been uh focusing on the mental preparation and the weekly preparation you know you know, to, to tell him how he's going to play during the week. So he's really bought into the fact that how, how he prepares mentally and physically during the week is going to be the, you know, the product that we'll see on the field on Saturdays. And I think that's been the most impressive thing, that he's strung a bunch of good weeks of practices together and he's seen, seen the, the fruits of his labor, so to speak, on Saturdays. Now, Coach, speaking hypothetically, if Carlton Kuntz gets stopped on the third and goal play late in the game, you're on the road, it's fourth and goal from the one. What's your philosophy? What's your mindset there? Is that a situation where you would go for it? I know you didn't have to worry about it, but what's your thinking on that? Yeah, someone asked me that this morning, and, and without hesitation, I was just, kick, we're going to kick a field goal there. Uh, you know, you got the best place kicker in the country, and, you know, you take it into overtime and, you know, trusting your defense to get a stop, you know, hold them to three or less, and, you know, we had been moving the ball the entire day with the exception of a few drives in the third quarter, and I was confident we'd be able to move the ball, you know, in overtime. But, you know, we, we brought the line over to the sideline. We're told them, hey, we're running the ball here, and if we're, you know, let, let's get it in so there is no overtime. Now, it, it, as you look at the scope of this game, the team led 17-3 in the first half at one point, and the the team allowed Holy Cross to, to crawl back into this one and eventually take a lead. And while the final drive by Ryan Higgins and the offense was impressive. Does it concern you 
that 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 Holy Cross team was able to get themselves back into the game and take a lead that late. Yeah, it does concern me uh, in the sense that, you know, we've talked about two things as a team, the ability to handle adversity and the ability to handle prosperity. And I think we've, quite frankly, handled adversity a little bit better than we've handled prosperity. There have been a few games this year where we've been up at the half and have come out in uh, the third quarter and for whatever reason have, have let our foot off the gas or have not executed as well as we did in the in the uh, first half and have found ourselves having to get a goal line stand or a two-minute drill or do something at the end of the game to, to pull out the win. But, you know, I think that's also a, a uh, characteristic of good teams is, you know, we find a way to win instead of finding a way to lose with the exception really of Lehigh at the end. So, uh, yeah, definitely concerning. Uh, we definitely got to find a way when we're up to continue to be up and, and expand the lead as opposed to, you know, letting it get back down and having to fight from behind in the fourth quarter. All right, Coach, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later in the show when we preview the Bucknell game. But first, let's talk X's and O's with Rams running back coach Tim Zetz. Coach, thanks for joining us, and how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on with us. And first things first, we have to talk about Carlton Kuntz. Uh, as Mike said earlier in the show, you know, maybe the best player in the Patriot League right now. He's a wide receiver last season. He's converted back to the running back position. Just talk about the, the progress that he's made as a running back this season. Oh, shoot. I mean, he's... Uh... He's a joy to coach, and uh, I always talk about how much I uh, appreciate it, everything he does. And um, he's doing a great job as far as um, I texted him actually last night after the game. His situational awareness, um, knowing the game situation, um, he, he does a phenomenal job with that. And then also, I mean, he just has a knack. Um, he does a great job finding holes. Um, he reads his keys. Uh, you know, his run progressions, he goes through them, and um, he's an explosive back. So he's a pleasure to coach. He's very attentive. Um, I, I mean, I think the world of him. So he's doing a great job for us. When, when you first looked at Carlton, it, it just screamed running back, right, not slot receiver. Is that – did you see that in him at all, anything? You know what? Um, to be honest with you, when we first came, um, he was a running back. That's how I knew him. So it wasn't until about two or three weeks into the um, – into us, you know, working him out that I found out that he was a receiver last year. So it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. And then I went back and I started watching film and, and he was a, he was a very good receiver too. So he's multidimensional and um, <laughs> looking at him and watching him, I, he definitely screams running back right now. So now coach Carlton has been so good that he's, he's seen so many snaps that some of the other guys don't get a lot of playing times. So when you think about guys like, like Ehrenberg and Brown and even Creighton earlier in the season. But you see these guys in practice all the time. How good of a group of running backs does this team have? I think a, a very good group. Um, all the guys, uh, I make sure, you know, I, I try to do my best to keep those guys into it. And um, they know that, you know, they're one play away. So we, we have a lot of guys that we feel um, can handle the load and could go in and um, do great things, you know, once they get the chance. So, uh, I think all of our guys, as far as you know, preparation and practice goes, they're, they're um, they give 100. percent They're constantly they're ready to go, and um, given the chance, I think they'll do great. Now, what does this system ask of a running back? What is the main uh, value that that you would expect a running back to have? Well, you know, coming last year, I I was in a system where it's more of a pro style, and uh, this is this is a lot different. You ask a running back. Um, to be, you know, elusive, number one. Um, you, you like you like for him to be good in tight space. Um, C, CJ does a great job with that. You, you like for him to obviously be a um, – he could go out and catch the ball for you, kind of a scat back type deal. And, um, you know, so so we ask the running back to really do a lot. Uh, we do 
um, a lot of inside zone, outside zone, you know, power concepts, those kind of things. And, and we just asked for him to really, you know, read through the keys and uh, be able to uh, be explosive. So that's a big thing. Now, Coach, you are a quarterback in college. You played at Akron. So talking about the Fordham quarterback, Ryan Higgins, how much has his success throwing the ball through the air, how much has that affected the success of the running game this season? Oh, there's no question it has. Um, whenever you can be good uh, in both aspects, throwing the ball and running the ball, it, it opens up things on you know uh, both sides of those things. So it, it's great. Um, you know, defenses are really in a bind, I, I feel like, whenever they play us. Um, you know, you want to put eight guys in the box, well, you know, we're throwing it over your head, or, or, you know, you want to put everybody back, you want to play a too-high shell, and, um, you know, we'll run the ball on you. So so I think uh, it's Coach Moorhead's scheme. Um, everybody is definitely bought in, and, and it's a great scheme. And um, really you have answers um, against any kind of looks you, you get. So, um, But R Ryan Higgins has done a great job for us, and uh, Coach Briner has done a phenomenal job getting him um, ready, and, and uh, he's shown a lot of improvement. Now, you spent time at Akron as a quarterback, but you also spent time there as an assistant coach. Your career uh, kind of cut short a little bit. How does being an assistant coach help you from a college perspective once you get out, once you start looking for a job like this? Obviously, it probably didn't hurt to work under Coach Moorhead a little bit. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I learned so much from Coach Moorhead. Um, really, I mean, most of everything I know came from uh, Coach Moorhead. He, he's like. He's a person I look at as pretty much a father figure. Um, I think the world of Coach Moorhead, he, he's a phenomenal person um, through and through, on the field and off the field. He, he's a phenomenal guy to uh, work for. And, you know, he, he when I was a student assistant at the time, it, it meant a lot to me because um, he took time as offensive coordinator to sit down with me and explain things and, and made me feel uh really you know special i mean i don't think a lot of offensive coordinators would really do that you know go out of their way to uh teach somebody so he's a he is just a unbelievable person and and uh he's awesome to work for and he's really uh set me up for where i'm at now obviously hiring me too uh so he he's i think the world of coach moorhead now, Coach, I think it's pretty obvious that teams are game planning to stop Carlton Coons when they're game planning to play the Rams each week. What have you guys done, if anything, to to get Carlton in space to get him more touches in these games as the season progresses? Sure. Well, you know the the good thing about our offense is um, everything kind of stays constant as far as um, what our reads are and everything. So, um, what a defense does to us, it, it it might differ our read a little bit, and we might hit. I mean, we might hit the play um, the whole, you know, a, a different spot depending on what week it is. But, um, you know, we, we try to just see where basically a defense's weaknesses are. Um, that's our job as coaches. And, and uh, so, we, you know, that's what we do uh, all day, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And, and uh, so we try to get him in space. And however we can, the great thing about CJ is um, he's so versatile that, you can give him the ball. You know, you can throw it to him. I mean, you could you could hand the ball off uh, to him. He's fast. He's great in tight space. So, h however, whatever we have to do to get him uh, in situations where it's a one-on-one -on -one matchup, we feel confident that, that he'll win. So th that's really game plan, and that, that's what we try to do. And, and continuing off that last question, when it comes to preparing a tailback to catch a pass, whether it's a shovel pass, which we've seen a lot more these mm -hmm. past few weeks, or coming out in the flat and catching passes. How much has maybe Carlton's individual 
uh, history in terms of catching passes helped, but how much do you focus on getting your tailbacks ready to catch passes in, in spots like that? A lot. Um, we, we rep it. Um, uh, a lot of times what, what we call it's a time and an assignment period in practice where we'll go with the quarterbacks and uh, we'll get some throws in there. Then, uh, then um, of course, throughout practice, you know, seven on seven in, in our periods, that kind of stuff. Uh, especially going against our defense, a lot of times we'll get down to the check down. So they, they have a lot of practice catching the ball, and, and, and CJ is really a natural at it. Um, so, you know, we, we do work at it, but, but it helps when he has a lot of, uh, you know, natural ability at it. So. Fordham Rams running back coach Tim Zest. Coach, thank you for joining us, and best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Now let's go inside the huddle as we welcome in Ian Williams and Carlton Coons. Guys, thanks for coming on. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing well. Thank doing you. Well. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Now, Carlton, I'll start with you. A huge game this week against Holy Cross on the road. It's a big test for, the, for this team. Uh, you were named the MVP of the game. How satisfying of a win was that for your guys to go out there and win a tough game on the road? And then on top of that, for you to have such a good game. Um, well, it was very satisfying, uh, obviously, you know, getting the win. Uh, coming off a loss against Cincy, coming off the bye week. So, you know, that was the main thing, getting the W. So it was uh, very satisfying in the fact that, you know, we got back on track and uh, accomplished and want to accomplish the things that, you know, we strive for, which is, um, you know, like Coach talked about, uh, each week is a um, single game elimination. Uh, you know, obviously we'd like to make the playoffs, uh, get that at large berth. So, um, you know, we take it a week at a time. So uh, getting back on track and getting a W, that was a big thing. Uh, and uh, also, I mean, um, you know, just, just it was – it was very satisfying in the fact that uh, I felt that facing adversity, um, you know, going, I mean, going up in half, we were, we were up at half and then coming back and then, you know, with Holy Cross charging back, uh, credit to those guys uh, coming back, you know, they didn't quit. And, uh, you know, the way we battled back um, all game, especially in the fourth quarter and uh, game winning drive, I felt that, uh, you know, that, that was a real testament and, uh, you know, a real reflection on. Um, the coaching that we get, and just the guys not giving up, and uh, showing some resiliency, and coming through in the clutch uh, when we needed we needed it to, um, you know. So, and also the special teams, and uh, you know, and also with Murray uh, making three field goals, uh, I felt like that was clutch too. Uh, really, kind of, kind of, kind of the unsung hero a little bit, um, in the fact that you know those those really hidden points, um, you know, really nobody talks about, but um, you know, with that that puts us in position, you know, to go ahead to go ahead and touchdown. So I felt that. Or with the game winning touchdown, so um, just all around, just a great effort, great group effort, great team win, a real, really the definition of a team win. So it was very, 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 very satisfying, and you know, with the O line, um, you know, just coming through in the clutch. Uh, you know, obviously, I mean, yeah, I, I got the uh, I got the MVP or whatever. Um, you know, two touchdowns. Actually, I'm listed as three touchdowns. I stole one from Higgins. Uh, and <laughs> You'll take it though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take. It. I stole one from Higgins. You know, uh, I gotta give shots to Ryan. Uh, also. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Nick. Um, you know, I really should have one touchdown because the one he caught in the uh, in the corner at the end of the game, right there, that little extra play. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was in, but you know, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so, so you know, uh, but you know, um, just just uh, you know, it was a great feeling. Um, you know, so I just hope they continue this uh, this success uh, for the remainder of the season. All right, I'll bite here. Where's the trophy? Where have you put it? Uh, well, you know, uh, me and my family were debating about it. Uh, I was gonna have them um, take it back to take it back home with them, uh, you know, have it and put it in my room, you know, something like that. But uh, you know, we decided to, um, I guess, you know, just have it, you know, for just just a, a friendly reminder, you know, what hard work gets you, and uh, you know, just, I guess just waking up and you know, when you go to bed, just seeing it, 
you know, just um, never losing sight about, you know, what's important and, uh, you know, just continue to grind. You know, whenever times get tough, you know, uh, sometimes you may need a little uh, little, little kick or a little little boost, um, for lack of a better term. So, um, you know, decided uh, to keep it in my room. Uh, I told the guys, uh, when <laughs> John Holt actually, uh, after practice today, he asked me, uh, he asked me where the trophy was. Um, so, you know, I'm actually, I'm going to bring it in, bring it in the locker room because I felt that, you know, it's not, it's not really like an individual thing. I mean, it, it's, it gives it, the trophy is for, you know, individual accolades, but um, it's a reflection on, you know, the whole team success and, you know, what we do as a unit. Uh, so, you know, I felt that, I feel that, you know, uh, you know, everybody is a part, the trophy is a part of everybody, it's everybody. So I'm going to bring it in, in the locker room, you know, for everybody to see, so everybody can be a part of it, so. So Fordham fans, watch out. There's a mini Heisman <laughs> running around campus right now. Ian, a big interception in this game. Nearly had a second one to go with that first one. But how big of a, a, a role is it for you to be a guy who can pick off passes and make big plays in the secondary like you did in this game? Uh, I just I just believe that uh, it's just practice paying off. And I don't feel like it's, it's, it's that much of a big role. It's just when the opportunity presents itself, that's – where the coaches put me in that position to make that play, you know what I'm saying? I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ian, we, we were co- we were talking to Coach Moorhead earlier, and you guys have been playing a lot of a lot of single coverage, a lot of man on man, and it just it seems like you're very comfortable when you're one on one with a wide receiver. A lot of times, when it's a jump ball, you come down with it. How comfortable are you playing one on one? I I, uh, I find it very comfortable. You know, you got to believe in yourself before anybody else can believe in you. And uh, we practice one on ones every day at practice, and I uh, should, like, a shout-out like he did, uh, shout-out to Coach Slesky because we always <laughs> do, like, a five-minute five individual uh, practice after practice, like a little little get-together with the corners, and we go over jump balls, we go over breaks and stuff like that, and, and that's just practice paying off. And, of course, you weren't going up against me and Alex. No, you were going up against <laughs> Fess and Mistretta, one of the better receiving duos in, in the Patriot League. Yes, and how do you try to neutralize guys with that level of talent, with that level of speed? And does it help to play against what we kind of feel is a fairly similar receiving core that Fordham has, a very fast and athletic group of receivers? I, de- I definitely agree that Mistretta, he's a great receiver, and, and it also does pay off tremendously to go against receivers on our team. Greg Wilson, one of our faster receivers, uh, Brian Wetzel, one of our quicker receivers. Who are you going to leave out? You're going to end up leaving somebody out, aren't you? <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, all of our receivers have different talents, and I mean, just going against each in- individual one, maybe once in practice, maybe once a week, it just helps out tremendously. And now, Carlton, going back to you, Ryan Higgins had a huge game through the air offensively, over 400 passing yards in that game. How much has, has his success of, of throwing the ball, how much has that opened things up for you in the running game? Right. Well, I mean, you can't you can't really say enough, um, you know, about Ryan and uh, you know what he's meant to the team, um, and about you know his his progression and uh, you know his productivity, you know, over the course of the season. Uh, you know, it really helps out tremendously um, with the running game um, because you know what we want to do is we want to we want to have a bounce attack uh, so the defense can't you know key on one 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 thing that we do. So uh, you know whether it's passing the ball, whether it's running the ball. Uh, I know Coach Moorhead talks about it a lot, you know, is whatever it takes to win. You know, if he needs to throw it 60, 70 times, then he's going to throw it 60, 70 times to win the game. If, if uh, you know, the running backs, if we need to carry the ball 40, 50 times a game to win the game, you know, and grind it out, then we'll carry the ball 40, 50 times a game to grind it out. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, with him, 
uh, with him coming along like he has and, you know, just, just the outstanding play uh, on the outside and perimeter that we're getting from our receivers. You know, the tight end is playing well, um, you know, with the line, you know, protecting like, they, like they've been doing. And, uh, you know, with Ryan just sitting back there, you know, and slinging the ball, you know, like, I, like we all know how he can sling the ball. Uh, you know, he's been playing outstanding. So it really makes it tough for the defense to really key on one specific thing. So, you know, those guys are really just going to have to pick their poison uh, when it comes down to it. So, you know, if they want to play the pass, that's fine. You know, so they're going to have to take some extra players out of the box, and then from there it becomes a uh, becomes a numbers game. So, you know, we're going to run – you're going to hand it off, and, you know, if they want to stack the box, then, you know, we're just going to let Ryan air it out. So, uh, you know, really just hit his productivity over the past couple of weeks has uh, really been really been tremendous for the running game. And Ian said earlier that he was comfortable in man coverage, zone coverage, whatever it may be. When you're in the backfield, Carlton – what are you most comfortable doing, a, a draw play or a quick handoff or a jet or a shovel pass that we've seen a lot more here or even a swing pass? Where do you like to get the ball to maybe be most effective? Right. Well, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, well, I have my favorite plays, uh, you know, and I guess um, favorite plays in terms of, you know, not really me being more productive in one play versus another, but, you know, just the feel for it. Um, you know, I love our power plays, power. I love power, you know, with the pulling guard, pulling tackle. I uh, love, uh, you know, just being patient and following those guys, um, coming around through the hole. Uh, you know, that's one of my favorite plays. Uh, you know, obviously uh, we have a couple of swing screens out there give me in space on the perimeter. Um, you know, I, I like that as well because, uh, you know, um, after a certain time, you know, every time you pound it in there between the tackles, you know, you're getting hit and getting hit. You know, it feels good to get out there against some corners and, uh, you know, try to make stuff happen. So, um, you know, uh, just, just uh, I guess, plays like that. Also, also the um, the draw play, the shovel pass, um, a new wrinkle that we put in. Uh, that we have in now um, from for the uh, for the offense just to to keep the defense honest. So uh, you know, just play simple plays like that. But um, you know, it's not really one play. I don't feel that you know uh, isn't as successful as another. But there definitely are uh, certain plays that you know I definitely um, you know, I feel like you know can uh, I can be very very successful at. Uh, so you know, uh, just draw plays, uh, the power plays, and you know, swing screens are pretty good. Now, Ian, three games left on the schedule. I know you guys can't technically win the Patriot League, but an at-large berth is definitely a possibility at this point. So from here on out, are you guys playing with a playoff mentality where every game is a must-win for you guys? Every game is a must-win, and uh, our main thing right now is just taking it one game at a time. You know, So we're not thinking about Colgate or Lafayette right now. We're thinking about Bucknell, and that's specifically what's on our mind. And staying with you, Ian, it was interesting because you guys really did take care of business against Elder, the the initial quarterback who came in. It's more of a pocket-style passer, if anything, than what eventually came in in Lachlan. There was a little more trouble with that dual-threat quarterback. How do you guys change what you do in the defensive backfield when there's a dual-threat quarterback as opposed to more of a a pocket-style quarterback that you saw earlier on? I don't know if that's uh, my my position to to speak on that very much because I'm not, like, very uh, knowledgeable in that aspect. But um, I just know our defensive defensive coordinator, Coach Blackwell, just puts us in great positions to make great plays. All right. Well, guys, thank you for coming on. Great stuff. And best of luck this weekend against Bucknell. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And now we will once again welcome in Rams head coach Joe Moorhead as we look ahead to Fordham's upcoming matchup with Bucknell. Uh, Coach, I'm curious, how much of a factor will this nasty weather that we're supposed to have here in the next couple of days, how much will that affect your practice schedule in this week? Um, It's going to affect it. Uh, We'll just bump everything back a day. Uh, We had uh, meetings this afternoon. We had a practice 
Um, Monday's traditionally our off day, so that'll continue to be the same. And then Tuesday we're going to also have off because uh, there's really we're not going to be able to get the type of work in we need for Tuesday practice. So our Wednesday will be a Tuesday. Our Thursday will be a Wednesday, and then our Friday will be a, a mix of our Thursday and our Friday. So, uh, you know, we'll still get our, our same work week in, but uh, we just have to push it back a day. Obviously, last year at UConn, you dealt with a hurricane when you were preparing that team to play Fordham. Tell me, uh, do, <laughs> what, what's it like trying to prepare a team when there's so many other things going on around you that you really can't control like this? Uh, just we tell the team, don't worry about things that you can't control. And, uh, you know, don't be distracted and don't be a distraction. And right now the weather is something that's out of our hands. It's nothing that, that ourselves or the, the players can fix. So we just got to set the schedule, you know, work work, work as hard as we can with the, the downtime that we have to prepare mentally. And then when we get the opportunity to go on the practice field and, you know, execute our, our game plan and uh, refine it, we'll do that. Now, Coach, this is going to be the last road game of the season for your team. Thank goodness. <laughs> it seems like every game has been on the road, like you said, but coming off the win on the road against Holy Cross, how much of that momentum do you think will carry over into this week's matchup? I think it'll be it'll carry over, and also the kids understand what's at stake at this game. Uh, Patriot League win number three, uh, win number six, which would guarantee us a winning season and another step towards a, securing a, uh, a playoff berth and that large playoff berth. So th- there's a lot of things that are at stake. The kids are hungry, they're motivated, and uh, you know, hopefully we have the similar type of week of preparation that we did for Holy Cross. And looking forward to this game against Bucknell. They're one and six, but they have a quarterback in Brandon Wesley who's top ten in most major quarterback categories for that team. What needs to be done to ground that potent Bucknell air attack? Yeah, they, they uh you know, they have Wesley, they have some good receivers, they have uh you know, their offensive line does a good job. So, you know, it's just gonna be a matter of uh and they, and they do run it a, a quite a bit, too, with Jeremiah Young and the Smith kids. So it, it's going to be the same thing. You're gonna, coaches will put a get, good game plan together, uh, have the ability to, number one, stop the run, because I think everything is based off of that. And, uh, you know, when we have our corners out there on an island and we ask them to play a lot of man coverage, e- even within zone situations, uh, you know, we've got to challenge them to throw. And when we do, our, our defensive backs got to do a, got to do a good job in coverage. Coach, three games left on the schedule. How important do you think it will be to win this game when you look at the last two matchups at home against Lafayette and Colgate? Uh, it's important because it's our next game, and uh, we, we've just got to – we're in single, single elimination mode right now that, that the next game that we have is the most important, and uh, you know it's the only one we're concentrating on, so we're, we're not going to worry about Lafayette or Colgate uh, until the, their respective weeks. And going off what Alex is saying, you, you said at the start of the season that the team's goal out of conference was to have a winning record. Yeah. In conference, obviously you don't want to look too far forward, but the team is 2-1 and one in the Patriot League. Were you looking to be at or above 500 in the Patriot League as well, or was it just the win the Patriot League goal that, that you went in with for, for conference play? No, our, our goal was to have the best record in the Patriot League, and although we're technically um, not eligible to win the, the Patriot League crown and the automatic bid uh, to the playoffs, uh, we still want to be Patriot League champions, so to speak. And uh, you know, if we f- we take it one game at a time, but that was one of our preseason goals to be to be the, to have the best record in the Patriot League. Now, coach, this is my final question for you. You mentioned that a win this week would guarantee a winning season for your team. This team last year, we all know, had one win. How much does that say about the guys on this team buying into the winning and the success that they're having? How much does that say about these guys that you could possibly have a winning season in in one year? That speaks volumes, and, and all the credit goes to, to the to the players that, uh, you know, we talked about in the locker room before before the Holy Cross game that, that there's been great senior leadership, not only from the captains, but from 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 the entire senior class, and 
we talked about the reasons we're winning and that being the intangible things, you know, attention to detail, discipline, work ethic, and then you combine that with, you know, your practice preparation, and, and it's it's a we, what we feel is a formula for success, and the guys have really done a good job, and it's trickled down to the younger guys, so hopefully it's it's a mindset that will perpetuate and carry on. Uh, not I hope it will. It will it'll carry on for, for uh, you know, for the, for the younger classes. And one more Bucknell-centric question for me. Their rushing defense, best in the league at this point in time. Carlton Kuntz, probably the best, if not a top running back in the Patriot League this season, over 1,000 yards. How do you continue to keep him going against such a staunch running defense like Bucknell's? It's, it's going to be a very, a very uh, you know, challenging week for us uh, offensively. They, they have a great front four. Uh, that linebackers are very active. They get their safeties involved in the run game. They play an eight-man front. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to be on top of it. We're going to have to put a good game plan together. And as always, we'll, we'll put the onus of the, of the offense success on the, on our line. And, you know, if we're able to establish the line of scrimmage, you know, in the run game and the pass game, you know, we'll have an opportunity to score points and move the ball. And, uh, you know, I think that's a good thing about how diversified we are offensively, that if we have to throw it 60 times a game like we did this week, you know, we have the ability to do that. And, you know, if it gets into a Columbia kind of game where we have to grind it out and CG has to carry it, 35 times we'll do that too so whatever it takes to win and we said to the offense today whether it's 70 points or seven points whatever it takes to win all right coach thanks a lot for your time and best of luck this week as you prepare for bucknell thanks guys appreciate it and that will do it for this week's edition of monday night quarterback thanks to fordham head coach joe moorhead running backs coach tim zetz cornerback ian williams and running back carlton coons next week on monday night quarterback we will look back at the bucknell game and look ahead to the matchup against lafayette We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches, and we'll go inside the huddle with some of the players. Until then, for Mike Watts, producer-engineer Dom Nardone, I'm Alex Smith. Enjoy your week, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a production of WFUV Sports.